The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. I'm super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Can you even imagine living a life of peace every day? I would love if you could just close your eyes, if it's safe to do so, and just inhale that peace. You, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Hold that breath for just a minute and then exhale totally, completely, from your mouth, pushing your, all, the, all the air out, knowing that yes, everyday peace is possible. Yes, you deserve everyday peace and you can have everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life every day. I have a confession to make at the top of the show. I want to tell you guys this. I- often go back and listen to this program after we've done it. I love the interaction with our guests and the audience members who call in. And I often try to stay in the moment with each interaction. Going back and re-listening to the show helps me to put everything into context. And as long as I am being perfectly honest with you, I want to share that there are some shows that resonate with me on certain topics and I will go back and listen to a specific segment Um, when I'm seeking clarity. So I'll go back, I'll take notes, I'll just make it my own in my own life. Because the wisdom of our conversation is not intended to be disposable. Did you know that? We're doing this so that we can develop our superpower and go on and be the great individuals that we are intended to be. It It is not intended to just be a one and done. It is intended to stand the test of time and to stack with other wisdom that comes into our lives. This opportunity is also available to you. You can access our entire library of past shows by subscribing to the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Or you can listen to them on the onlineradio.org website. You can also read transcripts from our recent shows on the drdravonjames.com website. This is an interesting way to put a visual with an audio, you know, and you can engage on both senses and learn and reflect on that, on what's said in the show. The website also has inspirational quotes and excerpts from my book, Freedom is Your Birthright. It has information on upcoming events and, of course, Free, the free course, Finding Your Passion, can be located on that website. Or if you haven't had a chance to go on the website or something stops you, and I hope nothing does, you can always still email me at Drayvon James, um, 
at gmail.com and write the word free in the subject line and receive that free course. Of course, the website itself is absolutely free. I hope that everyone enjoyed their Mother's Day weekend. I know I certainly did. And whether you spent time with your children or your parents or your friends or just spent some time in contemplation, Mother's Day is a great time to reflect on any number of aspects of our lives. And reflection, as we know, adds clarity, perspective, and even gratitude. If you didn't get a chance to reflect on your life and your relationships this past weekend, it's not too late. Our anthem for 2021, you guessed it, is what are we waiting for? Everyday peacemakers know that we have everything we need right here and right now to be our best selves. If you didn't get a chance to reflect on your life and your relationships this last weekend, I suggest you do that this week. Mother's Day 2021 is officially over and will never return, but that doesn't mean that self-reflection can't happen right now. It's not based on the calendar. So again, what are we waiting for? Now that, that brings us to our everyday peace moment. And that is over the past Mother's Day weekend, I was reflecting on my relationships, specifically with my children when they were young. I was talking to a friend about how young children often view their parents as superheroes who can do anything. We, when they're hungry, we feed them. When they're sad, we soothe them. When they're sick, we care for them. When they don't understand, we teach them. And I can remember times that my kids would ask me to do things that were seemingly impossible. And they'd be so hurt and frustrated when, I, when they found out that I couldn't do everything that they thought I could do. I couldn't leap tall buildings. I couldn't see around corners. I was really just their mom. And, um, you know, that would kind of discourage them that I couldn't do everything they asked me for, almost as if I could do anything and, and I was choosing not to grant their wishes. Well, my children are older now, and it would be lovely to go back to a time when they thought I was a superhero. But like so many other things that we discuss on Everyday Peace, the answer doesn't lie with what other people think about us. It really deals with what we think about ourselves. We don't, if we don't believe we're superheroes, there's an issue with that. You know why? Because you have survived setbacks, um, sadness, fear, all sorts of things. You have overcome tremendous things in your life. You, my dear, are indeed a superhero hero. You must start, we must start viewing ourselves as that because all of the things that we have done definitely qualify us as superheroes. We are strong. We are determined. We are indeed superheroes. And being a superhero starts with belief in yourself. I believe I can do anything and I know that you can too. It may take time, you may need to develop new skills. It may take a lot of effort. You may need to take some new risk. You will experience setbacks. Of course, we always do. And you will need to find resilience and power through. But that's part of the superhero journey. If you have a goal and you truly believe in your goal, it's worth every effort you have to put into that goal. Know that I believe in you. But that's not enough. You need to believe in yourself. And that is the first step on the pathway to everyday peace.
So that's our everyday peace moment for today. And with that, I want to introduce our first guest of today. Dr. Alan Laika is one of the world's leading cosmetic dermatologists. He is a pioneer in the area of cosmetic surgery for over the past 30 years. He is also a speaker and an author of many books. Today, we are discussing his amazing book, The Secret of Living a Fantastic Life, that he co-authored with Harriet Inka. Welcome to the show, Dr. Laika. Thank you for having me. It's a delight to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you here. And I want to jump right in and ask why would a doctor of such high esteem stop doing that and come over and be the author of How to Live a Fantastic Life? How did that happen? You know, it's got to do with your life events and the things that happen to you in your life. And um, I found that there was a higher calling that I'd like to help people in a different way. I can definitely relate. So this book... see you know, talks about how to live a fantastic life and you entitled it is 13 golden pearls, 13 golden pearls, fantastic life. And of course, right now we're in, you know, I guess we're, we've been in this pandemic for a while. So it's hard to say we're still in the beginning of it. It's been going on for over a year now, but why are 13 golden pearls important during such a time as this with the crisis of the coronavirus? You know, it, it, this coronavirus is, is a, a very difficult time for people. And I think people are finding a way to look into themselves and finding a way to look at the things that have happened to them. And they're finding a new reality. They're finding a better reality than what was there before. And that sometimes grows out tragedy, doesn't it? We, we're in the middle of something that we think, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And then we get to the other side of that and we discover this brilliant, beautiful life. And that's sort of what your story was. Tell us a little bit about the diagnosis and how you got to this place of discovering sure, your I'd new love to be very fun. Uh, You know, my life changed in 2003. I was walking with my dear life in Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. And my wife turned to me and said, what's wrong with you, hon? And I said, what do you mean? For once in my life, I hadn't said anything wrong. I hadn't done anything wrong. I hadn't even thunk anything wrong. But she persisted. What's wrong with you? Well, my right foot had suddenly and mysteriously developed a foot drop. It was slapping on the pavement with each step that I was taking. And I said, dear, I don't know. Uh, she said, did you have a stroke? I said, dear, you're a doctor. I'm a doctor. This is not how strokes present. She said, well, when you get back, you better get this checked out. And when your wife tells you that, in that tone of voice, what do you do, Drayvon? <laughs> you do what she says do. <laughs> exactly. So when I got back, I saw hundreds of doctors. I had every test known. I had CAT scans. I had brain scans. I had scan scans. And you know what they showed at the end of the day? What? You know, they showed absolutely nothing. And, you know, when a doctor shows sees absolutely nothing, he does more tests and more tests and more tests. I've had tests that I don't even think were invented yet. And uh, finally, at the end of the day, I ended up on the doorstep on a world-leading neurologist. Now, a neurologist is the brain guy. He's the guy that has all the answers. He's the guy that's supposed to have all the, the, the pieces of the puzzle. So I walked in and I said, hi. He said, hi back. You better be sitting down when I tell you this. I said, why? I have a drop right foot. He said, no, you don't. 
you have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Get your affairs in order. In six months, you're going to be dead. What a bedside manner, huh? Yeah, That's no bedside manner. I think he was the brother of Dr. House on TV or something like that. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was quite the thing. And I said, is there a way to prove this diagnosis? He said, of course, on autopsy. Wow. Wow. So he was pretty convinced. And how long ago was that, Dr. Leica? That was the beginning. That was about uh, 2003, the beginning of 2003. So probably July or August, so almost 20 years ago now. The longest six months ever, right? <laughs> longest six months ever. But, you know, when you go through something like this, you look around. You try, you're not happy with the diagnosis like that. And so you try to find the pieces. So I went to my wife and said, what do I have? And she said, here, I don't know. I haven't got the faintest idea, but you're smart. You can figure it out. Well, you know, my wife's brilliant, and she, she had a lot of faith in me, thank goodness. And back in 2003, something new was invented that helped me with the diagnosis. Uh, have you ever heard of the Internet? <laughs> Once or twice. <laughs> Yes, it seems like it controls our lives to a lot of extent now. Well, 2003, the Internet was invented, but it was very primitive. Back then, you had to get on with dial-on connections. You ever been on one of those, Drayvon? I have. I have. Slow. <laughs> yeah, that's when a phone, your phone talks to another phone, and it goes, ria, 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 for something like 15 minutes, and finally you get through. And at the end of the day, when you get through, uh, your phone talks to another phone. And it, and the problem back then is computers had no memory. There was no Dr. Google. There was no Dr. Yaffe. There was nothing like that. You had to really know what you were doing, and you communicated with the Internet by a language called DOS, a very primitive language. And uh, I had friends that were nerds, so I was able to search the web. You know, the web's an amazing place. It's got a lot of great resources. But you can't tell the good resources from the bad resources, like the world's best library that's filled with the best books, but also filled with garbage cans. And you can't tell the garbage can from the books. Have you ever noticed that about the Internet? Yes, you've got to know what you're doing or you're going to get a lot of false information. That's right. Well, I was able to find a doctor that had a story very similar to mine. His name was Dr. David Martz. He lived in Colorado Springs, Colorado. But he got worse much more rapidly than I did. He was on his deathbed when doctors from around the world were coming to say goodbye to him. And a doctor from Texas came up and looked at David and said, David, there's something wrong with this picture. I don't think you have ALS. I don't think you have Lou Gehrig's disease. David said, what do I have? He said, the doctor from Texas said, I think you have a disease called chronic Lyme's disease. You've been bitten by a tick. And your your the disease mimics Lyme's disease. It looks just like it. But he said, if I'm right, I can start you on treatment and I can make you better. David said, well, what do I have to lose? I'm dying. The doctor from Texas started him on treatment, and a miracle happened. Like Lazarus, he arose from the dead, and within two weeks, he was totally back to normal. Wow, two weeks, and he was on his deathbed. Yes. So I knew wow. I had to get in touch with David. So I phoned every hospital in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You see, any doctor can get in touch with another doctor as long as he's persistent. 
And I met up with David at the Methodist Hospital in Colorado Springs. And David said, and David and I talked for hours. He said, can you come down? I said, sure. When would you like to see me? He said about why not right now? I said, David, I live in Canada and it's our Thanksgiving weekend. My wife's invited 50 people over. David said, well, aren't there any planes in Canada? (laughs) He wasn't going to let me off that easy. So I knew I had to go and talk to my wife. And I talked to my wife and I said, dear, I'm going to be away this weekend. She said, why? She said, "Um, you always seem to be away. You're always teaching people and helping people. I said, yeah, this time I'm going to find out a little bit more about my disease. There's a doctor in Colorado that claims he knows what I have and claims he can make me better. Well, my wife said, well, don't worry about Thanksgiving. I'll take care of it. 50 people's nothing for me. But she said, let me pack your bag for you. I'll even drive you to the airport. So I got on a plane from Edmonton to Denver. It was a great flight, an amazing flight. And then I got on a little rinky-dink puddle jumper from Denver to Colorado Springs. You ever been on a puddle jumper, Drayvon? No, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, that's good, because this plane was terrible. Uh, it At the end of the day, the air comes off the desert, and it creates eddies, which means it creates turbulence. And the plane will be flying, and then it'll drop 100 feet. Then it'll fly back up to its original height, and then it'll drop another 200 feet. And this goes on over and over and over again. It was like the flight from hell. I was tossed about like a cork in a tidal wave. And... At the end of the flight, which was only 15 minutes long, I crawled off the flight, and there was David on the tarmac to meet me. You see, even though 9-11 had occurred, high stringent security precautions weren't in place, and I was able to get off that plane and be able to see him. I crawled off. He said, Dr. Leica, you don't look so good. I said, David, I don't feel so good. He said, well, it's just a metaphor for what you've been going through in your real life. And David and I talked for hours, and he said something amazing. He said, history has repeated itself. I'm going to start you on treatment, and I'm going to make you better. And sure enough, he did. That's why I'm alive still 18 years after this event, and I'm still thriving and doing well. But you know when you go through something like this, Trayvon, you start looking for the pieces. You start looking for the facts. You know you have been given a second chance at life, so you want to give back. And that's what I did. I did give back. And mercifully, I was able to find the facts of life. And that's why I wrote a book with my co-author, Harriet Tinka, on the 13 golden pearls that can help anybody with their life. And I love I love that there's so much in that story. Thank you for sharing it in such detail, because for any listener right here who is going through something, um, I've always been told, and my mom was the first person to tell me this, it's always too soon to give up always too soon to give up. So I'm so glad that you were persistent. Your wife insisted on you being persistent and you went forth with that. So I want to jump into the time that we have left. I want to jump into talking about some of these 13 pearls because I I love pearls and I love the concept and I love your book. Um, One of the golden pearls that you talk about in the book in the very beginning is love. Can you speak to us why love is so important and it would be placed in such high priority in your book? You know, I think love is the most important thing that you can do, and I think it's one of the most important things in everybody's life. You know, love is one of the few things that you get more by giving it, and that's the amazing thing about love. You give it, you get more back in return. 
Yeah, that, that is beautiful. The more you give, the more you get. I, lo- I love that. And another thing you talk about is um, this having this, why is uh, gratitude, gra- the gratitude personality trait, having that. Let's talk a little bit about that because we talk a lot about gratitude. Gratitude is one of the greatest things that you can do. And I think gratitude is something all of us need to do. We need to be thankful for things in our life. That's one of the things that, that makes your love life worth living. And just by, by uh, being grateful in, in, our, in our daily lives, we can make our lives much more hand, uh, accomplished. You know, I think one of the ways you can do that is just to write a gratitude journal. And every day, write down three things that you're grateful for. Um, it, it makes your life so much better. It makes your life so much more uh, appealing just by writing down the things that you're that much more grateful for. You know, and I love that. I've been doing years. And what I, when you were speaking about that, it made me, you know, for our listeners who are out there who are right now benefiting from your story, when they're in a place of suffering, and definitely someone telling you you have six months to live puts you in a place of suffering. You're cycling through all the grief stages and, and that. Did you find it difficult to have the um, gratitude practice when you were in the midst of that struggle? Well, you know, during that six-month period of time, I really did use the best of my life. I really tried to push myself forward. I really tried to do the best, and that's where I was able to find these 13 golden pearls, one being the, the pearl of thankfulness. You know, it's the depths of despair that allows us to see the mountains of hope. It's the depths of despair that helps us to see the wonderful things in our life. And I think everybody should realize that, that despair is really something that helps us uh, realize what the good things in our life are all about. Right. You know, there's a phrase um, that I have in my book, when you get to the other side of this, whatever this is, whatever the turmoil is, you're going to shine like new money. And that is because you have a different perspective. And it definitely seems like you have um, a great perspective going into it, but it even enhanced perspective on the other side of this journey. So that is um, an incredible way to be. And I think having that gratitude journey uh, journal for those of people who right now find themselves to be on an even playing ground and things are going really good, start that journey, that journal now, because sometimes you need something to go back and reflect on. I find when you're in the midst of a struggle, it's nice to have something to, oh yeah, I remember this and I am still grateful for that. And, and by default, your mood starts to improve, your outlook improve. And that is a big part of the healing discovery process. Improve mood. Would you, would you agree with that, Dr. Leica? Yes, that's right. You know, I think we, we are grateful for a lot of things. But, you know, even this morning when I woke up, I, I, I realized that I was on your show today. And I said, geez, I have a wonderful chance to share my story with others again. And I said, this is a great thing to do. So another thing to be grateful, Drava. Absolutely right. And, you know, on that token, I happened to talk to someone today before this show, and she expressed to me how she was looking forward to the show and a little bit about her struggles. And I was really delighted that you were going to be here today because you just never know uh, who's listening and what they need in that moment or who the show is going to touch. So thank you so much for, for being with us and sharing your your story so passionately. And, and we're not through yet. We do have a little bit more time. I want to talk a, a little bit about, uh, before we end, where people can get your fantastic book. You know, Drayvon, they can get it, you know, on my website, Dr. Ellen Leica, 
A-L-L-E-N-L-Y-C-K-A. And I give out a free digital copy of my book. They can also get it by going to the following website, secretsbook.now.site forward slash home. Secretsbook.now.site forward slash home. And if that's too much and you're driving, just go to my website, doctor, that's D-R, a-L-L-E-N, Lyca, L-Y-C-K-A dot com. And there's a link there where you can get the book. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And I got to ask you, I, you know, why the golden pearls? I, I, I've heard a, a little bit about why you chose that, but I, I think that'd be interesting for our wheat readers to know no, why I'll you chose you, you know, do you know what forms a pearl, Drayvon? I do. I, I, I know that it forms from from like agitation, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you see, an oyster gets a little grain of sand in it and is tortured and tormented by that grain of sand. And that sand uh, gets walled off by the oyster. Rather than be destroyed by that grain of sand, the oyster makes this beautiful solitary pearl. Now, there are pearls that make golden pearls, and they exist in the South Pacific, but they're so rare and so exquisite, a single solitary pearl costs upwards of $10,000. Well, the pearls that you make from your own suffering are far more valuable than that. In fact, they're invaluable. And that's why I use that as a metaphor in my book for the, for the things that a person needs to know. Oh, I love the fact that we, we have, each and every one of us, living this journey called life has struggles. We've had struggles. And from those struggles, we can decide, right? We can decide what we choose to make from that. And we have the opportunity to make something that's more precious than a golden pearl. Can you imagine that? Looking at your life right now, you're probably saying, oh, what am I going to do with this? But you do have the opportunity. You have the power to choose what that struggle, what that circumstance is going to mean in your life. I think um, this has been a wonderful lesson for each and every one of us. Dr. Leica, you're doing amazing work. Thank you so very much. And uh, Although I would never have wished such a um, heart-wrenching situation upon you, we are all the better for the way that you came through that. Any last words you'd like to leave our audience? That's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. That's the single solitary phrase I'd like everybody to think of. It's not what happens to you. It's what what you do with what happens. That is a wonderful note to end our segment on. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. That is Dr. Alan Leica. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Leica. Thank you for having me. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and this is Everyday Peace. And our special guest for this half of the show is Reverend Paul Fitzsimmons. He is here to discuss uh, what happens to us when we don't have our divine purpose. So we're talking about recovering our divine purpose today. And I'm super excited, Reverend Paul. Thank you for being here on the show today. 
Thank you very much for inviting me, Drayvon. I love being here with you as well. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, whenever we get together, we have the most enlightening conversations, and I do not doubt that today will be just as enlightening. Divine purpose. Right there, you've got my full attention. <laughs> if recovering our divine purpose, our divine purpose, if that is, what requires recovering? I mean, do we, we talk about divine purpose. I want to start at the very beginning. What is divine purpose? What is that? Well, okay. So, so a lot of times today in, in 2021, we're, we talk about, we want to discover our, our divine purpose. And oftentimes we talk about discovering pure love. And if I could discover pure love, then I would know my divine purpose. But God is omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient, which means God is everywhere all the time already anyway, always has been and always will be, and is in fact that which powers my body. And so it's not that I need to discover pure love, it's that I need to recover the realization that I am of God and God is pure love. And so therefore I am pure love. Oh. And that in mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And that and that in fact is what is there to recover. And the reason for that is because from the moment of our in, from the moment we are created, from the moment we individually show up in the womb of our mother, the three-dimensional world that we live in begins to condition us to believe that life is tough. We will have problems. We do need to be afraid. We need to understand that we are born, we are conceived less than, and that we must em embrace the reality and the teachings that may allow us to be quote unquote forgiven of our deficiency. That has effectively been given to us from our history. Um, that's fundamental, basic uh, Christian idea. And I'm here to say that that idea in itself is rather debilitating for a pure being, an essence of the creator. And so what there is to discover is that I am the presence of God wherever I am, and all is well. That was said so beautifully, right? It's almost as though we've been conditioned to have a lack mindset. So in, in everything in our, in our carnal existence points to that, us being separate from you know, this I am or however you want to phrase this, right? So that we are that we are less than always chasing this 
elusive carrot that we'll never get to. But when we go back and uh, as you're saying, our divine purpose and we, we connect and it's almost like self-awareness of the real self. That's what I'm Absolutely. hearing, like self-awareness of the real self. So what are some practical techniques that may be employed to accomplish this divine purpose, recovering of this divine purpose, rediscovering our real self? Well, first of all, we must acknowledge the beginning of the process is to acknowledge that I am that which powers or empowers the body, which is my vehicle. I am not the body. I am that which empowers the body. And in that body is a mind, and the mind operates as it does. And what we know from psychology um, of 2021 is that the conscious mind operates maybe uh, 10% to 12% of our existence operates out of the conscious mind and the remaining operates out of the subconscious mind. And in the subconscious mind is where all that conditioning lives. So the practices, some of the practices that we, we need to do is to go back and undo that training. And so for instance, one is, is to, to define myself as a spiritual being. Because as I am defined by this carnal experience, I am defined as my body. But in fact, I am not my body. I am the presence of God wherever I am. Therefore, that which is the, assess, the, the essence of Reverend Paul Fitzsimmons is in fact pure love. And I that believe, not a... no, um, oh, go right ahead. I want to, well, let me just ask you this question because everything you're saying sounds so amazing and it sounds so soothing uh, when we, when we, it's uh, as you're speaking, causing me to reconnect with my real self and that, and I hope that's happening for our audience. If you're really grabbing this, I think where people get lost, Reverend Paul, is that because the physical body is so, um, so expressive. It's got all these nerve endings and it's so responsive to the environment, right? And it's easy for people to lose consciousness. As you say, you know, um, you know, we're only 10 to 12% conscious anyway, right? And uh, it's easy for people to lose consciousness and start to believe that, oh, because I, my senses um, perceive lack or perceive pain or perceive unhappiness, then I am I am at the will and the mercy of the pain and the lack and that do you understand that how do people get past that I understand that? what you're saying and I would make an example and the example that I would make is dribbling a basketball so if if I were to give someone a basketball who's never held a basketball and say dribble that basketball across the room, they'd look at me and go, what are you talking about? And I go, you know, dribble the basketball. And they go, I don't know. What are you talking about? I say, okay, 
So drop the ball on the floor and now hit it gently with your dominant hand and bring it back up to your dominant hand again. And they would do, they would try that and it wouldn't work. And we would try that over and over until they could do that. And then we would do that again and again and again. So taking responsibility for our senses is a matter of the same activity and really requires us to retrain the subconscious. And the best vehicle I know for that, and the one I apply in my own life, is repetitive affirmation. And so to answer your question, the way to get past the body and its sensations is to become responsible for those sensations and through positive affirmation shape how those sensations manifest. I love it. I, I absolutely repetitive affirmations because the, the the reverse of that is also true that we live in a world that repetitively in, reinforces lack from the time we Absolutely. get up in the morning to the time we go to bed. It is not that we hear one bad story, one and done. It is a repetitive diet of fear, lack, frustration, you know, and it's fed to us all day long. So we have to be, as you said, we, we, we've, we've got to be intentional about our repetitive diet of affirmation, positive affirmation, if we want to rediscover our divine purpose, reconnect with our real self. This is amazing. So who um, will be able to apply these techniques to reconnect with self? Is this for everybody? Anybody, everybody. In fact, the rediscovery of divine purpose is the only point of this carnal existence. We live in a free will dimension. We manifest here to choose to realize that I am the presence of God wherever I am. I am pure love. When, when you were talking with Dr. Laika just previously when I was listening to it, he was ending his talk with talking about love. And by sharing love and giving love, love returns to us. And how that works is, is that love is all around us all the time. And all we have to do is acknowledge it, and it manifests. It shows up. And the more I acknowledge that I am divine love, I am that which I desire, the more love comes out of me without any consideration on my part, the same as batting my eyes. Just that effortlessly. And I, I, I don't want our audience to miss something. And you can correct me if this is not what you meant, but it really is this simple. What I'm hearing is, you know, 
one of the things we're talking about is love. And when I work with clients, the thing that I hear when I talk about self-love, oftentimes they'll say to me, I don't know how to love myself, right? Or I want to learn that. But what you're saying is just acknowledge, just acknowledge divine love. Just the acknowledgement of divine love puts you in the place of, of, of your real self, which is love, right? And draw and opens you up to the experience of love. So it's not that you're going to go out and uh, look for it or try to cultivate it. It is just the acknowledgement of it. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. That the, you know, that, so this three dimensional, this three dimensions that we live in is challenging because almost everything that shows up as real is in fact the opposite of what is really real. Oh, we unpack say that, that a little bit for us. I'm sorry? I said unpack that statement a little bit for our listeners. I, I think that's very profound. Okay. Almost, so, yeah. so we express love as human beings, and I'll give an example again. We say, here is this wonderful gift this is my expression of love for you. And it's something material or tangible. Um, you know, uh, at Christmas time, we give gifts to show our love for one another. Yet what I know is so is that simply by being with one simply by caring for one's well-being is in fact the purest expression that love can manifest. And how I could give an example of that would be talking about someone who prepares a meal for someone else. It's, it's just the simple action of doing with someone else in mind, with someone else as desire. Does that make sense? It makes, it's all in the intention is what I'm hearing, right? So you're doing, it's not so much even the act, it's the fact of the, it, it's the, the, the reason for the act. It's the love behind the act. Well, so, you know, yes, that's true. And, and if, we, if we were to begin to realize there isn't God and man, there is only God as man. And I am that man now. The illusion that we've been trained with is separation, that there is, there is God, and then there is you and me. But there is no separation. Every struggle we are confronting in this life, right now, in 2021, is operating out of dualism. If we eliminate the dualism, and realize that if I am operating out of keen desire to serve, 
I will, without any effort, truly be expressing love. If you came to serve, you'll be in the in the in the same. You'll be, you know, I'm st- I'm rephrasing this so my brain comprehends it, but I think this is just beautiful. When service is the goal, the place that the place that you reside in is love. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't get you, you can't get any simpler than that. And and yet we all know that you know if someone's fortunate enough to be in a safe environment and be in a calm state and they're listening to this conversation right now, they I, I doubt that there's someone who cannot achieve this 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 feeling of love in this moment. But when once once we disconnect from here and and this is I think a lot of us suffer. Once we disconnect from here and go back out into the world of illusion and effect, right? Once we disconnect from here, the ability to stay connected and, and to stay in self-awareness of, as you say, you know, I there is not God separate from man, but man is God, you know, the expression, man is expression of God. There isn't and, God and man. There is only God as man. God as man. So here in this moment together, gathered with you here over this, you know, airways and we're doing this, having this, this talk. It seems so real and so plausible. How do we keep that? How do we keep that when, we, when you're stuck in traffic, when you're, when you're in the middle of a workday that's going wrong, when you're having these, as you said, you know, the, yeah, the positive affirmations, but are there other techniques, practical techniques that people can do to stay in alignment, to stay attached to this truth because it's so necessary? Well, it's, it's, it's much simpler than we think, and therein lies the problem. It's way simple, and, and we love to make it complicated. But the reality is that what we refer to as prayer is the solution. But we have, we have been shaped to believe that prayer is, is one being requesting and or reaching out to another being. When in fact, what's happening is, is the being is acknowledging its total presence. And so, like I've written a little booklet, and it's called Retraining Consciousness. And it has like five regular daily affirmations in it. And the practice of those will retrain the conscious, the subconscious mind to eliminate the concept of separation. Oh, and I want you to tell our leader, readers, our listeners, excuse me, how to get that, because I know it'll be a great read. We're going to do that really quick. I want you to do that. And we have a caller that's been on the hold for a while and wants to speak with you. But please tell okay. us how we get that, how we can get our hands on that booklet. So simply send an email to R-E-V-P-A-U-L-U-F-C at gmail.com. 
So again, that's Rev 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 Paul UFC at gmail.com. And that's the UF booklet costs like Friday. eight dollars, and that includes shipping. And that's F like Friday, UFC. That's correct. Okay. And I'm going to go to our caller. Thank you for that. Caller, you're on the air. Thank you for holding. This is Dr. Drayvon James with our fabulous guest, Reverend Paul Fitzsimmons. Hi, uh, Dr. James, and another great show. You know, I usually call in every week with a question, but I don't have any questions. I just wanted to say that your guest is amazing because um, he is so on point, especially when he says there is no God in man, but God as man. And, you know, it's so hard for people to believe that um, we are God. And when you say that to people, particularly traditional Christians, it's um, like you're blaspheming. But he just um, he, he just confirmed what um, I believe and what you talk about, and so it was just um, I just want to say your guess is just is a great affirmation today, just a great affirmation today, and um, just wonderful, just wonderful listening to him, and I I've got to hear more of him and, and get his book because he's just wow, just great, just very good. Thank you so much for being a regular everyday peacemaker. And um, we really appreciate your support. And one of the ways that you can get the book, I just want to say again, is Rev, R-E-V, Paul, P-A-U-L-U-F, like Friday, C, at gmail.com. The cost of the book is $8. And this is going to tell us again, Reverend Paul, what amazing benefits we're going to get from um, reading the book and reframing our consciousness. And, I, and caller, I'm going to uh, let you off the air. I know you've been on there for All a long right. time. So you can continue to Thank listen. You. Thank you. You're welcome. Reverend Paul. Yes. So, so the total benefit that comes from this is the steady realization of the divinity of each of us. You can access divine spirit, which is yourself, at any time and in any place by simply applying the simple techniques in this little booklet. The intended purpose of this booklet is to state the technique and inspire the reader to employ the technique daily and observe the change that unfolds in their life. The change will manifest upon regular application. No doubt. And I, I just want to do a shameless plug. You were on the show, I don't know, about a year ago and promoted another little booklet that you did. And I have seen a tremendous shift in my life. And as a result of doing those affirmations daily, and, and it was about a year ago, and I still do them daily. So I highly encourage our readers, if you're looking for a shift in your life, if, if, if you're looking to go to what I call your next level of greatness through self-awareness, um, the teachings that Dr. Paul does and the, and, and the way in which he explains things and really brings it to, to, to the now for us is very, very effective. And it's a very, very little time investment, but the payoff is tremendous. So we're talking about discovering our divine purpose, our divine purpose. And you, you mentioned earlier that we some kind, some, sometimes can say in place of divine purpose, pure love. I mean, that right there 
it just washes over me. We all de- we all desire to be in this love. We all do. We all desire whether we de- whether we are honest enough to say this is our search in life. But learning learning how to how to exist in this space is so essential. So uh, we got a few minutes left, about a minute um, and a half left. What are some observable observable results? you will appear that will appear in your life when you rediscover your divine purpose well there's a there's a bunch of things but the thing that in the the what i experienced that has the most power is that my level of anxiety has diminished to from um, what used to be 100% down to about 8%. You know, the like I I I no longer experience anxiety. I no longer become anxious. It that has is a tremendous, passed away. That would be a tremendous benefit to everyone, especially we're living in this heightened sense of anxiety for everyone with the pandemic and everything that's going on, the social injustices. There's such this heightened sense of anxiety. It's almost like a low humming um, that exists around the nation. So to have that diminished is amazing. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. You've been listening to our fabulous guest this half hour, um, Dr. Paul, Reverend Paul Fitzsimmons. I encourage you to visit the site, pick up the book, and until next time, please know that I absolutely love you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.